Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ali Dean. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try backing up and giving me just a little room? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching all the balls, right? Moving my head, and I'm laying it off. Well, that's too. I'm pruning. I'm clearing to it. I'm clearing to it. My God, my swing throw. I'm going to launch you. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. And we welcome you to the program. Hello there. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Happy Sunday morning. We are live at Pine Tree Country Club. On the road again. In Farellasaw, Georgia. Pharrell, is, uh, Pharrell used to live here a long uh, time ago. Do you know who Pharrell is? I know the Pharrell. Okay. Up here for the Yank. Yes, we are for the Yank. The uh, the member member here at Pine Tree is uh, named after a longtime member and a, a guy that was just just you know he was here every time he got here and everybody loved Bob Flynn. His nickname was the Yank. You could probably guess why. He had a he didn't talk like the rest of us did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but long-time GSGA volunteer, USGA volunteer, rules official, tournament director, guy that knows, knew the game, loved the game, and meant so much to this club. He was here on opening day when they had opening day in uh, in 1962. Bobby Jones was here. Arnold Palmer was here. And Bob Flynn was here. There you go. So they named the member member. After Bob, they call it the Yank, and that's why we're here. My uh, my partner, Brian Panosian, and I are going to have to go out there and battle for fifth place in our flight. <laughs> We've got a battle on our hands, but we're going to see if we can't pick up a top five in our six-person flight. Well, I'm pulling for you. I'm yeah. pulling for you. Six-team flight. Six-team. So it's 12 people. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a big field. It's a tough field. Yes. Apparently. Uh, PGA Tour in Ohio. My uh, home state. Yes, yes. Uh, Tyler Johnson, the new PGA Director of Golf here, is going to jo- join us. He is also an Ohioan. Yes, from Cincinnati. Yeah, you guys have been all you've been all talking all about Ohio. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, he talked about all of his pro football allegiances <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> he just couldn't find a college team. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not alone. Yeah. Uh, but good for the people in Cincinnati. They didn't have a lot to root for for the NFL for a very long time. And uh, as a, a northeastern Ohio, you know, kind of native, I'm a little jealous of the success they're having down there on the Ohio River right now. Not as much success on Lake Erie. Good uniforms for the Bengals. 
Yeah. I like the Tiger Stripes. Billy Horschel leads the Memorial. He leads by five. What a round he had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I think he cleared the field by two shots, shooting seven under, and everybody else seemed to struggle quite a bit. Yeah, it's rare that you beat a PGA Tour field by two or three shots in a round. Somebody's going to come out of somewhere. It doesn't mean you, they got to be leading, but somebody's going somebody's to shoot something. But uh, but he did it. Uh, that's going on on the PGA Tour. U.S. Women's Open is going on on the LPGA Tour. They're up at Pine Needles up in Pinehurst. Have you ever been to Pine Needles? I've never played Pine Needles. Um, I've enjoyed the Pinehurst area quite a bit, but never played Pine Needles. I've heard really good things about the golf course, though. Yes, Pine Needles is right across the street from Mid Pines. And so the last time I was at Pine Needles, it was five or six years ago, and they had not roughed up the edges. It was very similar to the story that you saw at Pinehurst number two. Uh, Pinehurst number two, it, these courses, Pine Needles and Mid Pines, are not part of the Pinehurst Company. Pinehurst Company has, I think, nine courses now. I don't think they have a tenth, but they have nine. I think that's right. Uh, so down the street, it, but there's a lot of other great golf in the area, and that's what this is. But Pinehurst number two, when Michael Campbell won the U.S. Open there, it was wall-to-wall grass. Yeah. When when Payne Stewart won the U.S. Open there, it was wall-to-wall grass. But then all of a sudden, they come back, and here's Martin Keimer and Michelle Wee. They played in back-to-back weeks, and they had roughed it up. If you remember, they they took the grass in the middle. They left the grass in the middle. Yeah, but it was Crenshaw and Cord did that renovation. Yes, and they didn't want to call it a renovation. They wanted to call it a restoration because it, they felt like they took it back to the original Donald Ross design. Lots of of wasteland, barren kind of areas off the fairways, off the greens. I thought it played great. I actually played it after the restoration, not before, and I loved the golf course. Yeah, really cool. And so that's what they've done at mid at Pine Needles. Last time I was at Pine Needles, it was Walter Wall Grass. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think it's uh, well, I want to say it's a Fazio, but that I don't know. Mid Pines is older across the street, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure Mid Pines was always roughed up, but but Pine Needles was much nicer. It was the you would think that you'd have to char- play charge be charged more to play at Pine Needles with a wall to wall grass, not a pine cone out of place. Very much had an Augusta National feel, and then you go across the street to Mid Pines, and it you know it was rougher. It kind of looked like Pine Valley, which is super nice, but. You know, looks ragged around the edges. Doesn't look like they spend as much on the maintenance budget and when that was actually not the case. But uh, but they have roughed up pine needles now. And Minji Lee is leading by three, U.S. Women's Open, at te- at 13 under par. Mina Haragay is, uh, is at 10 under. Annika Sornstam played. She missed the cut. Mm. Michelle Wee also played. She missed the cut. For Michelle, it is her farewell to competitive golf. Is it a complete farewell? I know she's stepping away from constant competitive golf, but has she ruled out playing in any tournaments moving forward? Don't know. Mm. Resignations are interesting. We'll get to a few more of those yeah, later yeah. on in the show. Uh, but it's a historic U.S. Open, largest purse they've ever played for. I think it's got the most hours on network TV um, that a women's tournament has ever had. And I uh, did a quick look up. This is a Donald Ross course, Pine Needles. It there's, is. There's also a history to the women's game there. Is it Patty Kirk Bell? Am I saying that right? Yep. That she was the kind of president and... Yeah, I want to say she had the ha- a hand in designing some of the holes or redesigning some of the holes. She may have worked with the guys when they came back. And maybe it was Fazio that came back in. But one of the great uh, amateur women's golfers oh, yeah. in the, the history of the game. Peggy Kirk Bell. Peggy Kirk yes, Bell. Yes, I, uh, I stayed in her cabin did you? We were up there, yeah. Uh, right there on the 18th hole. Again, it was it was gorgeous. It's a great spot. So uh, so you need to check it out. It's only, you really can't get here from Atlanta. You can't get there from Atlanta. <laughs> it's, it is tough yeah, to get to. Well, yeah. Charlotte is getting harder and harder to get to. It's You go to Charlotte, and then it's 90 miles from Charlotte. And that's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. Yeah, you have to come up with alternative routes. The last time I went to Greensboro, I had to go through Charlotte, and and I took the the normal way up 85, and it wasn't that nice. bad. But you and I went to Charlotte one time. We drove all the way over I-20 to Columbia and then north. Yeah, and that was four hours. Yeah. Guaranteed. No problems. Uh, you'd like it to be shorter than that, but it just isn't. Um, so that's what's going on there. Annika Sorenstam, there was, well... 
We're just going to let it go. There was criticism about her, whether she should have been playing. She won the U.S. Senior Women's Open by eight shots. That's how she got in this field. People didn't understand how she got in the U.S. Women, how she got in the Women's Open. She won it. I don't know if Annika Sorenstam is going to play anymore or not. I enjoyed it. She went 74-81. I don't know where the 81 came from. Yeah, here's what frustrates me sometimes about the outrage that people have about past champions playing in. So let's say she didn't win uh, the Women's Senior Open by eight, but she got some sort of sponsor exemption or exemption to play into the field. Um, If you don't think that her being there is enhancing your product from a commercial standpoint, then you're just being very silly. It was that whole thing when Nick Faldo came in and people said, he was taking spots. Look, you're not taking spots. You're creating opportunity for the game down the road. So please be quiet. Yeah, yeah. But the big story of the week, I don't know how big this story was going to be anyway. Next week is that LIV golf event. If you were just listening, the the guys there on ESPN had Mark Schleybaugh on. He was trying to work through the issue. Also, uh, just just got really involved in the game of golf the last couple of months with ESPN. Does a great job taking over the the, the crux of the golf writing for Bob Herrig. Uh, they're going to play the first event on the series. They don't have a tour. No, it's a series of events. It's a series of events. It was it was never anything, and then it was all of a sudden they announced finally announced it as a tour, and then it only lasted like a month and a half. They're not a tour. They're back to being. A series. Of events. Of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is next week in London. They have announced their field. Well, not the whole field. They, they've announced 42 of the 48 players, and that was oh, actually... Wait a second. Are we supposed to have 54 players? No, 48. No, is it 48? They were always that's going right. 54 holes. 54 holes, that's right. Uh, which, which came up. But the LIV field got announced earlier in the week. What a field, too. Well... The the headliner was Dustin Johnson, and the reason why that became the headliner is well, it's a multiple major champion. He is uh, he's a former number one player in the world. He's a big name. Do you think he overshadowed Wade Ormsby? <laughs> uh, but he had also released a statement a couple of months ago that said he was not going to play. Not over true. There. Now you got to start fact checking. He did not release the statement. The PGA Tour released the statement on his behalf. Is that right? That is correct. That wasn't his tweet. Now the PGA Tour did the release. Okay. But he said he was going to show his allegiance to the PGA Tour, and now he's... Uh, well, he did for a, a couple quote, of weeks. There was a quote in that statement from him. Yeah, the PGA Tour released it. Okay. But it was hit, it had his quote. Sure. So, so he's in the field. He is. Phil's not in the field. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, so there are 48 players in the field. Right now we know... Well, there's 42. Yeah. 48 total. Yeah. They, we know 42. They, they told us they're going to play 48. Yes. And then five are coming from the Asian tour after the event this weekend. So that gets us to 47. So that is one spot left over for potentially Phil or somebody else. Maybe Robert Garrigus. <laughs> <laughs> who's not in the field. Who's not in the field. Who was the first one to ask for a release. So who else is in this field? Sergio's in. We knew that was coming. He told everybody about it as he was shouting across the creek in Washington, D.C. Uh, Richard Bland is in the field. You don't know who Richard Bland is? You don't have to. Uh, 49-year-old, maybe 50 by now, Englishman that, that was winning the U.S. Open last year for a couple of rounds. and Fun story to watch, but, uh, you know... Not a guy you're going to build a tour around. Ian Poulter's going. Not a surprise. Martin Keimer is going. It would be a surprise if he was at all interesting. Uh, <laughs> Lee Westwood is going. Not a surprise. No. Kevin Na and Graham McDowell. Not surprises. McDowell no. kind of already had, you know, said he was going. Kevin Na has been wearing the Golf Saudi logo in the past. Uh, McDowell and DJ... The, the one element that are surprises is that they are RBC endorsees. They're RBC ambassadors, and RBC is the sponsor of the Canadian Open. That's the Royal Bank of Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's this week. So they'd actually be missing the Royal Bank of Canada Canadian Open to go play in this London event, which they're going to do, and RBC dropped them. <laughs> yeah, and I certainly would if I was RBC as yeah. well. Have you uh, you haven't been able to too. hold your premier golf event in the entire country of Canada for the last two years. Um, obviously, I think they put a lot of you know effort and energy into making the return of the event as, as well-received and... Uh, 
as powerful as it could be, and then to have your number one brand ambassador in Dustin Johnson that you've uh, been paying probably a pretty significant amount of money to for the last eight years say, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to head over to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I certainly would be disappointed, and I would end that contract as uh, quickly as I possibly could. So 42 players announced. They gotta, they're going to have, as you pointed out, they're gonna have one spot left to fill to get to 48 once they get done with the uh, the Asian Tour event. They're supposed to start on Thursday. It's a 54-hole event with a shotgun start. It's not going to be on television. It is going to be on YouTube. Uh, I don't know what that means. You know, I, I don't. I don't know that. that I don't want to read any super significance into this. Oh, that's a sign that this operation can't succeed. I don't know what this means. But I know they don't have a television deal for the first one, or at least they don't have a television deal they want to use for the first one. They're going to put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are ticket sales going? Not so good. Glad you asked. Um, it's hard to follow because they are still selling some tickets, some ticket packages, including the ability to walk inside the ropes. Yes, yes, very high-end packages. Uh, that's a good idea, by that the way. I well, PJ Tours does that as well. The PGA Tour doesn't—they don't sell the, the opportunity to walk inside the ropes. Sure, they do. Okay, I'm listening. So, if you're the title sponsor of one of those events, you get a certain number of passes that allow you inside the ropes. Now, you have to be escorted with a tournament official, but there are a certain number of passes that allow you inside the ropes. I've never seen that. I believe you, but I've never seen that. I mean, they're pretty. There's not a lot, so you yeah. would have to be calling the same hole to probably notice them. Yeah, I mean, I've never been out there that much. I mean, for me to notice something that happened on a PGA Tour event would be pretty rare. All right, well, back to ticket I've sales. I've never seen that, going? ever. How are the general ticket sales <laughs> Ticket going? sales not because there was, very Because well. was quite the outrage with the cost originally. Yes, they were charging a ton. I think and they've addressed that. Yeah, they've addressed that. There was, uh, there was a, 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 it's not a meme, but uh, there was a topic going around. That they had gone all the way to zero, and it looked for a second like they had gone to the, went to nothing. All the tickets were free. Now apparently, only a hundred of the tickets are free. What is there like some sort of lottery to get those hundred free tickets? I'm not positive. It's very unclear because hmm. it did look for a couple of days like all the tickets went from being over a thousand dollars to free, which is a big jump. Yeah, that is quite the the decrease in cost, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's a generous move. Now, it's maybe 100, 100 of them for free. They may still be charging to get inside the ropes. By the way, charging to get inside the ropes is a hell of an idea. I don't mind that. I don't mind that idea. We they're Some of the clowns we let inside the ropes aren't as well behaved as, you know, you worry that somebody's going to cause a problem and affect the golf tournament. Sure. Um, you know, that's the problem. Why, why can't you sit down the third baseline? Because when they hit a ball that's in play and it goes under your seat, you got to move. You know, we see that with the ball guy every once in a while getting away. We can't have you affect the outcome of the game. Uh, but we can let hack golf writer from uh, from hack.com show up. He can affect the golf tournament, kicks a ball, golf ball, sneezes in a backswing, whatever it is. So I don't mind this. I think the fans are more educated than a lot of the media members anyway. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and certainly we talked about last week how difficult it is to promote an event without a product. Um, now they have a product. Yeah. It's a question and debate about how, how good that product is. Um, but they have a product. Yep. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are really excited to see how Andy Ogletree does. Um, yeah. But here's my take right now. And, and, and I'll say... I'll preface this by saying it's a fluid conversation and the fact that this may change. But as of right now, as of today, this is a commercially colossal failure. You don't like it. Well, no. It has nothing to do subjectively whether I like it or not. Objectively, this is a commercial colossal failure, and I'll tell you why. There's kind of three main reasons that you can judge success of a sports property commercially. One is... What's your TV package look like? How much money are you generating? Doesn't seem like they have one. They, yeah, they don't have one. Putting it live on YouTube, that's not really it. I don't think that's what they're looking for. On-site ticket sales, yep. that would be another. Seems like that's not going super either. Seems like they're failing there. And the third would be corporate sponsorship. Hmm. But no announcement on their corporate sponsorship. And the only announcement from kind of the commercial side is that 
the person in charge of the commercial side of the business resigned. Um, and that was Sean Bratches from ESPN and Formula hey, One. I didn't days. even see that he resigned. Yeah, he's gone. I, I guess he's working for another 90 days before he resigns. But LIV actually put out a release that he'd resigned. So that's about as official as you could possibly get. Now, all that could change. They could do a great TV deal moving forward. The next event may sell a ton of tickets. I'm not saying that it's set in stone. But as of today, this is as as failing as you could possibly do from a commercial standpoint. That's not good. And they start Thursday. They, Friday. I said Friday. I think it's Thursday through Saturday. Oh, is it Thursday through I, it, Saturday? I don't, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. That, that probably, by the way. Probably let the world know that as well. That's not good. <laughs> I mean, here's the things the world doesn't know. I mean, there's debate on even what the, the name of this is. Is it LIV? Is it LIV? I've heard both. Derek Thomas asked that question, and we are the golf experts. We didn't have an answer for him. LIV. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. So I don't know what to call it. Maybe they can uh, throw a couple million on McConaughey to be their spokesman. We will know what to call it once they get going because theoretically they're going to have announcers. Now, there have been some announcements about that, and I have something very important to tell you. <laughs> Thursday through Saturday. That's okay. Never. Derek, that's only two days. <laughs> they got, they got to have three days. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, Tuesday, <laughs> two and a half minutes. <laughs> no wheezing the juice. <laughs> so uh, keep that. Try to keep that up here. Where I yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, Darren Clark apparently turned down the announcing job. Yes, apparently he did. Yeah. Um, and I think his rationale was he enjoys playing on the Champions Tour and was informed by some people in Ponte Vedra um, that they did not think he'd be able to continue to do that if he went over and did the announcing for the LIV Tour. Yes, and there's also a rumor, he hasn't said it yet, that uh, Jerry Foltz, formerly of the Golf Channel NBC Sports, is going to take one of the spots. Yeah, we know he's conspicuously absent from the Women's U.S. Open coverage. Um, obviously, uh, one of the larger names in broadcasting for the women's game um, was actually, I think, on a call um, previewing you know, the tournament and then suddenly is not going to be part of the broadcast team. So yeah, seems like he's got something, something cooking. I have a feeling that he's, he's going to be over there. He, he, he has, he said he's not going to make an announcement right uh, because of the women's open out of respect for that event. That's the type of guy Jerry is. He's a classy guy. Uh, you already know this. I am bragging just a little bit. I got Greg Norman's phone number. He's got my phone number. He hasn't called. He hasn't called? <laughs> so there's, there's the announcement. He doesn't have my phone number, <laughs> no. and he hasn't called me He also me hasn't either. called you either. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> probably probably wouldn't be a fun conversation after I called his endeavor yes. a colossal commercial failure at this point. Uh, they, for right now, that's what it looks like. That's what it is. And we're going to come back to it. Well, I mean, we... This it's what is, it is right now. Yes. And the, I've said it's fluid, and it can change. But yes. right now... The three steps you mentioned... Right. Well, your field doesn't dictate ticket sales, so that you're, so you take that. That's absolutely not a success. Uh, your TV deal, you might not have actually tried to get one yet. You might not have because you don't have a tour yet. Remember what this was going to be versus what it is. It's just a series of events. Of events. <laughs> so, so maybe you don't feel like you even tried to sell that yet. And as far as a corporate sponsor, you actually probably have the best one ever. Because you just got another billion dollars from your corporate sponsor. It's just the Saudi government. Yeah. That's a pretty good corporate sponsor. They even have a logo that they use to support women's golf that apparently nobody can recognize. Because all we care about is the men can't play for the money. The women are allowed to play for the money, but the men can't play for the money. So we got a hypocritical stance that has been taken on this issue. But to your point about business development, <laughs> very early in the process. Yeah, very early in the process. But here's what's dangerous if you're down in Pacha Vida right now is objectively and without question where that tour stands right now. No one could argue with what I said. It is a commercial failure it's, at this point. Doesn't look good right now. But that can change, number one. And number two, to your point, you're dealing with an unlimited amount of funds in that bucket from the yeah. PIF fund that even if it is commercially not viable, it's just a matter of how long the prince wants to keep putting money into it. It doesn't matter anything else. And that's what's going right. to be difficult for the PGA Tour to fight in this process. Yes. He could lose interest tomorrow. Certainly. Or he could keep interest for a long time. 
and the the commercial viability is not going to be a factor in that. Uh, which is weird. How do you defend against that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. You have to be aggressive. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, Colton Dean from the Georgia State Golf Association is going to find out if we're related. Colton Dean and Ollie Dean. You can't coach that. No, I'm going to find out if his kin's from West Virginia. And Doug Wade is here. He could probably coach that. He probably could. We are live at Pine Tree. The Yank is going on on a Sunday morning. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Oh, there's so many parallels here. Who was driving was Hideki Matsuyama. It's not he, driving anymore. He, well, he, then, he, then he was driving away. Ooh, that's true. He got in nice. his truck. I like what you did there. Drove away. You think he has a truck? <laughs> you think he's got a Ford F-150? Did I say truck? You said truck, yeah. I, I meant trunk, but he went to his trunk and he got in his truck. He probably has a truck. F-150. Seems I like know. a pickup. No, he's a Dodge Ram guy. He's got a Hemi. Something about a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Hideki in a pickup truck. Hideki Matsuyama disqualified for playing an illegal golf club, a non-conforming golf club. It was a tailor-made three-wood. The problem was somebody had put some paint on the face to help. So he wanted to see the alignment lines. He was using, he was looking down at the face for alignment. But so much paint on the face, the paint came out of the grooves and was actually causing, it was raised paint on the face. You had, uh, you had inverted grooves or outverted grooves. Give me the grease. Give me the grease, yeah, Brian. So that it becomes a non-conforming club. Now, that's not what he wanted. That's not what they meant, but that's what the end result was. Somebody noticed it. They went over to him. They said, hey, you, that's that club's actually non-conforming with that much paint on the face. Uh, have you hit it yet? Unfortunately, he used it on the first tee. He used it on the first tee. Yeah, they pushed him on five. I guess that's the only time he'd hit it was the first tee. So he's disqualified. Bonus points for anyone that got the dead solid perfect grease. Oh, well, quote. is that came from Dead Solid Perfect? Yeah, remember he had to play the guy and give him the grease? Uh, you know, I only read the book. Mm. I didn't see the movie. Oh, I know you love the author very much. Yeah, that's the only work of his that I've read, and I liked it. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good, good movie. That's who's driving, unfortunately, to disqualification for him. I have this question. Okay. I mean, how much loft does he have on a three-wood to be able to see the grooves on the face to help with alignment? Yeah, I, I think it was a 15-degree club. Apparently, my ball position is completely different and, and not correct because I cannot see the face of my three-wood. Maybe you just need bigger, big, fat, white lines. Yeah, that might help. <laughs> that might help. That might help. Yes, I'd be Good point. That is a very that. fair point. Uh so, joining us right now from the Georgia State Golf Association, he is the director of golf course rating, but that's not what he's doing this week. He is down at the Bobby Jones Golf Course running the GSGA Adaptive Open. Everybody say hello to Colton Dean. Colton, welcome to the program. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm great. Uh, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, is this the inaugural GSGA Adaptive Open? This is actually our third. We had our first back in 2019, and then we had our second last year in 2021. So, yeah, this is our this is our third uh, annual event, and uh, yeah, it's it's going great. It's one of the first. It's one of the first. <laughs> uh, all right, what Bobby Jones was built kind of with this in mind. Talk about the venue and 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 how that works for what it is you guys are doing. Absolutely, it was. Uh, you know, one of their mainstays is adaptive golf and junior golf and this course is really accessible to everyone we have players out here in wheeled mobility devices whether it be para golfers or solo riders that they can you know take on the green they can take them into the bunkers and, and play and play it out of there uh and in the different levels out here as well uh there's all different types types of yardages you can play from uh, so it really, really suits uh, disabled golf. And, of course, the, the staff here at Bobby Jones Golf Course is always great with us, um, and they do a great job helping us put this tournament on. Pretty strong stuff. Yeah, definitely pretty strong stuff. How many uh, how many players do you have in the field this week? We got 26 players this week. We did limit it to 30 overall, so we almost had a full field. Um, we got all different types of disabilities, whether it's arm impairments, uh, you know, amputees, uh, leg amputees, uh, neurological and and people from all over the country. Really, we got 14 states represented here this weekend, uh, from California to Nebraska, Massachusetts, and everywhere in between. 
Gotta love it. Colton Dean, our guest from the Georgia State Golf Association, gsga.org. You can actually follow along with the 2022 Georgia Adaptive Open. All right, let's get to the bottom of this. Do we think Colton Dean and Ollie Dean are related? I don't know. we got to find out. Where are, you, where are your kid from, Colton? Got any, got any hillbillies from West Virginia in your bloodline? It's, it's funny. I, I'm from northeast Georgia, but I did live in West Virginia for about three years. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, There's congratulations on getting out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right. The uh, the second round is going on today. If folks want to come watch, you got a wonderful hillside. I mean, you can just sit up there and watch it all on the hillside. Is this something that you're inviting spectators out for? How does this how does that play out today? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can come out. Uh, like you said, nine green is right behind the clubhouse here at Bobby Jones. Or if you want to get out in the golf course and walk, you're welcome to come out and watch these uh, amazing athletes uh, do their thing out here. We'll crown a champion later this afternoon. There's still plenty of golf left. Uh, our last group's going to go off at 10.08. That'll be the leaders. So, yeah, welcome everybody to come out. If you can't come out, uh, follow us on our social media platforms, and, and we'll keep you updated that way. Yes, uh, gsga.org is the website. They'll get you everything. Well, you better get over there and get some folks announced. I mean, you're running this whole thing, Colton. We're uh, we're, we're proud of what you're doing. I guess you can run it from your office. Your office is right upstairs, right? Yeah, we, we are located here at Bobby Jones, so it makes it easier. We don't have to put stuff in a van. We can just take it right out of our, our basement storage and put it on the golf course. But, yeah, I'm out here uh, actually on the course right now setting tees, and uh, luckily I got a starter over there handling all that for me. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. Well, you guys are the best. Uh, and uh, you know, we got one of your volunteers right now. Doug Waite's got a headset on right here. He's playing in the yank, though. <laughs> so, uh, I, I hear you. I hear yes. you. Colton, thanks for the time. GSGA.org. If you want to follow along, the, uh, the scoring is available. The 2022 Georgia Adaptive Open. Colton, thanks for coming on the show with us. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all having me. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, Colton. You too. That's Colton Dean. You know what I love about every week that we get the GSGA or the Georgia PGA on? What's that? Is that we talk about ways to grow the game, ways to expose the sport to to maybe people that we wouldn't think that would play that much or try and grow a category. It's just awesome of, of what the friends of golf in the state of Georgia are doing to drive this great game forward. It's well said. Uh, we're going to have Colton back on later in the year to talk about what his other job is, which is rating golf courses. Yeah, i got a bone to pick with him on a okay. couple of courses I've played. A lot of people have questions about that. I'm yes. writing down some questions of my own as we speak. Write some questions. <laughs> yes, one of those people that uh, that helps make the game better, the aforementioned Doug Waite, who's sitting in with us. Doug, you're allowed to talk on the radio if you want. You can pull that down. There you go. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Brian. Uh, Ollie. Good morning. <laughs> nice to sit in. All right. So you came just in time uh, because, Ollie, you are worried, and I think rightfully worried, that this other tour that we spent the first segment talking about may not be growing the game. Uh, the story that came down yesterday. So earlier in the week, they announced a lot of their field. Uh, Before we get to that, who was the biggest surprise to you in that field? Well, Dustin Johnson. Uh, I mean, that, was, that was everybody's surprise. I mean, there's. Uh, I was actually surprised Taylor Gooch was listed. Hudson Swafford was my biggest surprise. Hudson Swafford. It's a multiple tour winner, early 30s. Yeah. That was the one that kind of shocked me because we kind of all knew the long and the tooth golfers were yes. probably going to cash in. The international golfers, I mean, if you live in South Africa, to play the PGA Tour 15 times is probably a little bit of a challenge. We all saw Louie probably sitting on his tractor, not having to travel as much. That made some sense. Right. Um, Sergio, obviously... Voice his displeasure. Anyone with anything left to prove is a surprise. Yeah, Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, those who I wasn't that surprised by Dustin Johnson. Um, I think that he leveraged the LIV um, kind of perfectly from a monetary standpoint, is they had to have him or someone like him. They had to have Dustin Johnson. They had to have Bryson DeChambeau. They had to have one of those marquee names, and I think they backed up the Brinks truck, and he got a lot more than the $125 million that was originally reported months ago that he was offered. I Nobody think he made a ton. That. Telegraph reported it. Uh, I don't think they had that number. Yeah, I looked it up today. $125 million. That's the number they had? Yeah, Telegraph had $125 sure, million. What, $131 million? Telegraph had $125 million. All right. Good. Uh, here comes our head professional. The story took another turn yesterday when uh, Kevin Na resigned his PGA Tour membership. He's one of the guys on the list. So he said not a surprise because he had uh, Golf Saudi logo on his shirt at some point. Um, 
He resigns his PGA Tour membership. Leads to all kinds of more questions as to why he would possibly do that. Yeah, there was an interesting last sentence to his release, which was, I'm doing this to avoid disciplinary action and legal action. Yeah, so the, again, I, I hesitate to say the inside story and then lay something out because I don't know that this is the inside story. This is what Kevin Na thinks the inside story is. Yes. PGA Tour players are required to sign away their media rights every year when they join the PGA Tour. It's just part of it. You sign in some insurance forms. You're signing some things. When you join the PGA Tour, stuff you don't care about. This is where your money's coming from. Yeah, it's the same as when you go watch a Hawks game on the back of the ticket. You give up your media rights there as well. Yeah, nobody looks at that. Yeah. Well, apparently Kevin looked at that because somewhere in there, have he, when he hits a shot on Thursday on YouTube in London... He is now playing golf on television for somebody else. In violation of? He asked for a release from the tour. The tour didn't give it to him, so you're now breaking a rule. The question is, what are the ramifications? Well, one of those ramifications is you might be able to be sued. Yeah. The tour, on behalf of its members, your fellow players, may have to sue you because you're then competing with their product. Yes, um, I think the legal terminology would be causing commercial damage. Yeah. So, Kevin Na, in order to avoid that, has to resign his membership. I quit. Which seems like it solves the problem. I feel like that solves the problem, but I am not an attorney. But there's so many questions, too, about the resignation. What does that really mean? Can you unresign at some point? That's a great question. Um, What happens to your pension? What happens to the swing line stapler? Yeah, but one of the things, you know, that's bantied about during this process, and mostly from the Greg Norman camp, is all these golfers are independent contractors. They can go do whatever they want to do. Well, I've hired an independent contractor at my house to do some work. Yes. He's not on my pension plan. <laughs> He's not. No, are you, are you positive? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is not on my pension Does plan. Does he know that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he knows that as well. So when they keep saying these are independent contractors, you have a right to work, it loses a little bit of argument when, as a member, you're entitled to things such as, you know, know, health care and, you know, a pension and all these other things. So is he giving up that with his resignation as well? Yeah, I don't know. That's It's a very logical question. What kind of trouble are these guys in for going over there and playing? Well, they're not going to be able to play on the tour anymore. We don't even know that. I have a very strong feeling, and I could we be wrong. don't even know that. But I, I, I don't see any of these 48 teeing it up in a PGA Tour event anytime soon. Is it a year? Is it two years? Keep in mind, and we've talked about this, that everything in the PGA Tour disciplinary structure Mm -hmm. is built to avoid suspensions. Why is that? Because it was all built and revamped within the last 25 years to make sure that... Yes, golfer. There's a certain guy you didn't want to be le- be left at home. Yeah, you certainly wrote the rule book in pencil for a while to make sure that Tiger's desires were... Accommodated by the pencil, and then you wrote it down in pen. You wanted to punish Tiger for playing in Bora Bora unauthorized, then you can't tell him you can't come to Warwick Hills. No, you didn't tell him that. You wanted him at Warwick Hills. That was the whole point. You got mad at him for Bora Bora. Yeah. Which didn't, that never happened, by the way, for our newer golf fans. There was never a Bora Bora conflict. But they wrote the rules specifically to avoid suspension if possible. Sure. So it's not being brandished. The commissioner has kind of threatened it. But we don't know what the punishment these guys are going to No, get. we certainly don't know. And I certainly don't want to act as if I do know. But I don't see any way that when you put on your league or sanctioning body hat that you cannot attack the bottomless pit of funds as quickly and as swiftly as you possibly can, which is why we were on the wrong side of the fence about would they grant the releases. And I said, if there's any language in that handbook that allows them not to give this organization any momentum, the PGA Tour has to exercise that, and ultimately they did. I think they continually, moving forward, have to try and fight this in any way that they can. And unfortunately, what it amounts to is we're going to get, we're going to be in court. Litigation is on the way. We were going to be in court no matter what. Yeah, which is a disappointing part of this um, is I think the people that kind of created this kind of knew this was the most logical end game and and did it anyway, no matter what it did to the state of the sport. And that's disappointing to me.
So Kevin uh, has resigned his PGA Tour membership. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tyler Johnson from uh, from Pine Tree. He's got some comments on this. He actually used to room with Kevin Na. He has some very <laughs> strong opinions. All right, I made that part up. <laughs> Could you imagine waiting for Kevin Na to get ready to go to the bar? Come on, Kevin, let's go. We're going to tell you a very entertaining story about Johnny Vegas. Tyler Johnson, brand new here at Pine Tree. We're going to welcome him to the station. We're going to welcome him to the club. And we're not going to talk about this LIV golf anymore this week because by next week we'll have somebody holding a trophy. We'll know who the broadcast team Do you think they actually ordered a trophy? (laughs) Great question. Somebody get Dave Lucy on the phone. We might need a plaque. You've got to send that FedEx to Saudi Arabia. You're not sending it FedEx. They're not going to take it. You have to send it UPS. That's right. (laughs) Hmm. They probably dropped him. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back... Tyler Johnson joins us. We're going to introduce a new character to our drama. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the golf show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's golf station, the fan. All right, uh, real quick. Funny story. Oh, you know what? Real quick, let's just say hello to Tyler Johnson first. Let's do that. Brand new PGA director of golf, head professional. The man, I don't know which one he is, but he's all of that. <laughs> Joins us here at Pine Tree, Tyler Johnson. Tyler, welcome. Hello, gentlemen. Thank welcome. you. Welcome. Thank you. It is great to have you here. It's good to be here. You came from the Woodmont Country Club. Woodmont Golf and Country Club. Yeah. Golf and Country Club. Yes. Yes. Right up the road. Big pool over there. Originally big, big from Ohio, though. Big slide. Another Ohioan. Yeah. Yes. Tyler and I are going to teach you how to play euchre. And I, yes. Yeah, I, can't, I still can't believe he hasn't played euchre. He's not from the Midwest. Uh, Neither. Doug, oh. Yeah. Where are you from? Doug Wake. Doug. Oh. Uh, I learned euchre in Michigan. There oh. you go. Midwest be game. from the Midwest. The yes. Midwest All my game. friends were Ohio-based and Michigan, Chicago. We'll I'll tell you a funny story about euchre. So when I was at SunTrust, I hired a girl who was originally from Ohio. So we were onboarding her, and I you know, just made the comment, you know, do you play euchre? And she's like, no, nah, I've never played euchre. I don't know how to play. So I got the phone number for her mother in Ohio, called her with her sitting there and said, I think I've got a problem with your daughter. I've just onboarded her. I think her resume not be accurate accurate because there seemed to be some disparities. I wanted to know if I could clear that up with you. You know, she says she's originally from Ohio, but she doesn't know how to play euchre. How's that possible? And the mom just starts laughing and she starts laughing because she's like, well, you know, my husband's not from Ohio, so we just never learned the game. But everybody in Ohio knows how to play euchre. Okay. Uh, The rest of the world does not care. (laughs) Doesn't care. You'd be surprised how many Ohio listeners we have right Uh, now that would be paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you. Great game. I mean, Tyler the third. I feel like we're <laughs> three out of the four people at this table know euchre and you don't. So we could teach you in five minutes. There yeah. you go. No, make it sound better than that. <laughs> no. No. Takes a lifetime it's, to it's learn. It's such an easy game. It's, it's so basic. No, no, no. no. no, no. It's, it's minutes to learn, a lifetime to master. Do you have any jacks? Do you have any, do you have any jacks? Euchre. Oh, maybe no. I maybe I'm more familiar no. with this game no. than I think I am. It, it may take longer to teach. It's them. a much more intellectual game. Much them. more intellectual game. Make it sound better. When than you that. get down to one card, do you say euchre? Because <laughs> I think I played that one too. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. Spectacular. All right, hey, get this. This story just came out. I don't know why. I think Is it somebody, a euchre story? It's not a euchre story because nobody's ever. Nobody cares. Good lord. Look, awesome. It's impossible for them to give us less than one hour a week. They have already cut us down as much as they can cut us. <laughs> We're doing cards. This is going to be a 10-minute podcast. Oh, this is going well. Um, oh, welcome to the party, yeah, Tyler. Right. Welcome. Great. I love so, you guys. Somebody stuck a microphone in Johnny Vegas' face. Johnny Vegas playing this week. And uh, Johnny Vegas is not a guy that's just going to start gabbing to you historically, but he starts gabbing and they start talking. He apparently had the opportunity. like the, So the, the jockey that rode Lucky Strike is from Venezuela. Johnny Vegas is from Venezuela. Johnny wanted to put $500 on the horse, couldn't figure out how to do it. He would have won forty grand. Ooh, wow. How about that? Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Couldn't figure out how to do it. He was playing in Washington, D.C. and couldn't find a, a place to do it and came off the golf course and just was looking at the sheet. 
I mean, I I down. Yeah. But at least he was honest about his uh, his motives. Oh, I don't know that I could from... find an OTB on the road somewhere either. Yeah, I have no idea how yeah. to place that bet. I wouldn't either. There's no horse racing around here. I, like, I love no. horse racing. You like horse racing? I do, actually. Now, what happens? Cincinnati. We had horse racing. When you, uh, when you... I lost every time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. What type of uh, where, where'd you play in college? What what are we talking about? We need to know. We need to know the Tyler Johnson. File. So no, I I, uh, I played in high school. Out of high school, I wanted to go play college golf. Um, I definitely, uh, looking back, I wasn't good enough, but I wanted in my mind, you know, I thought D one golf. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I, I, I found Coastal Carolina University. And, oh, uh, not a bad place to find. Well, so yes, I found the PGM program, and yes. I thought professional golf management. Love the golf business. That's where I'm going. And as the story goes, I thought, well, again, my high school mind, I thought, I'll just try to walk on. And I go to talk to the coach, and the coach, he was kind of rude. He was kind of mean. He said, yeah, I've recruited. I don't, I don't, I really don't need you. And uh, come to find out, he had recruited Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Turns out he did okay. Turns yeah. out that he Alan, didn't, he Alan didn't need Terrell. my services. You got Alan Tyrrell over there. This is, uh... He, uh, he was right to tell me to uh, yeah, stick with PGM. Uh, and, and probably glad he did. It worked out for the better. Uh, so. So I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a NASCAR story similar to that. Ollie's heard this. David Gilliland, NASCAR driver. His, his son, Todd, drives the, uh, drives the 38 front row motorsports Ford Mustang. Um, which, by the way, May come up later today, uh, but <laughs> David played on the same high school golf team in Southern California as Tiger Woods. Really? David's father, Butch, professional race car driver, didn't really want David to be in the race car business. He would love for him to have been a golfer, but told him, look, if you can't be the best player on your high school team... You're probably not going to be much of a professional player, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you can get in a race car. There you go, <laughs> and that's what wound up happening. Wow, you can chalk that up to the other stage advice, like yeah, right. Ah, the internet's a fad. Don't buy that Yahoo stock. <laughs> Turns out that skinny little You've got kid phone on phone his... books for crying out loud. Who needs the internet? Yeah, that's, phone box. That skinny kid on his golf team was uh, was pretty. He could have had a decent career and still not been able to beat that guy. Yeah, yeah. Phil did, Mickelson did okay. Yeah, something else. David told that story. Has told that story a lot. So oh, that's a great story. Uh, yes. Uh, so Tyler, this is your first yank. It is. It's a big time event. Have you? You have not run a. Uh, have you run a silver cup yet? No. Okay. That's in September. <laughs> I'm pumped for that. I can't wait for that. The events here at Pine Tree, Doug. They're they're just. We put on a great group of tournaments about five years ago we had a good staff of guys and came up with some great ideas everything's different format two-man teams four-man teams yeah. and right and silver cup a guy named john williams brought it from Thornblade, where they did it and uh we made it uh, 60 people on 60 people yeah. so 120 points oh. over over a weekend with four ball alternate shot and then singles and it's guys dressed up in the same uniforms bagpiper it is phenomenal Thornblade in uh, in green Yep, that's where apparently was originated. They called it Red White. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> wow. What are you going to do there tomorrow? In a small world. You know, I'm so glad you asked, Dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the bait. Why? Why will you be a Thornboy tomorrow, uh, Brian? You know, it actually probably wouldn't have made much airtime because we're going to have a big LIV story next week. We had a big LIV story today. I'm playing in the BMW Charity Pro-Am wow. as a celebrity. Well, well-deserved. <laughs> I had to do air quotes. They don't work well on the radio. They don't work well on the radio. It's my second year. I played last year, too. It was great. You did. Who did you play with last year? played with Tyron Van Asvegen. That's right. He is uh, South African. He's been back and forth in the PGA Tour. The second hole we played, the 11th hole at Thornblade. We're play, you know, it's a best ball format. Yeah. So I got a pro as my partner. And uh, he's playing his ball. I'm playing mine. I only got one shot. So, And, and by the way, I, I, I helped the team two shots each day. But the second hole we play, the par 311th, he aces it. Ooh. What do you do as an am there? Well, there. I think you put the tee in your pocket and you move on. Your pro is in the hole for a one. Did he buy you a drink? No, no matter of fact, it was his third ace that he's ever made in the BMW Charity Pro-Am. He's made three in this tournament. Never won a car. Wow. He's never won, He's never made one on the car hole. Who's the other celebrity in your group? Did you have another celebrity in your uh, group? Yes, his name's uh, Richmond... Uh, 
You had to ask. Big celebrity. So, well, he's <laughs> speaks to the level of yeah. celebrity that yes. you have. David Wells is playing. <laughs> Ozzy Smith is playing. You've heard of those guys. Yeah, I, I was in the other rotation. They showed the one shot. Rotation. They showed one shot of mine on TV last year. Nice. And, and I, I knew it was coming because I knew the air times. And I saw the cameras show up. And we get to the to par 3 ninth at Thornblade. And I hit it right over the flagstick. And, I mean, it's and I'm talking to it while it's in the air. I go over to the camera. I'm talking to Jerry. Not to do uh, I was talking to Craig Perks, who's the analyst. Uh, Perks does his homework, by the way. He had, like, a full page of notes on me. Uh, wow. And it, I thought it I, falls you, in the air. Did you put that in his locker? No, he <laughs> called me. Um, so I'm talking to, they don't show that shot. You know, it goes eight feet behind the hole. I think it's in. I think I'm making a hole in one, the one swing they're going to show. They showed the putt, which I missed. Brian <laughs> <laughs> said, miraculous shot to eight feet. Let's see if he can convert the birdie. Oh, misses it on the high side. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's uncorking as much as I had told him the night before. As you can tell, you know, he's got 30, I 30, 30 glorious seconds. Mm, good for you. Uh, so I'm hoping to get one more shot on television. We'll have fun up there this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Going to be a whole lot of fun. Good turn. Uh, Tyler, welcome. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for enduring the baptism of the show. I uh, happy to be here. I will say your game's ready. I watched. I watched MT off yesterday. You're you're ready for tomorrow. I hit I one good shot and you watched it. Oh, so you piped it. It's that perfect. was nice. That the next one missed the green. <laughs> Did you check for whiteout on his club face? <laughs> I should have. Yeah, we that. need to make that point. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Rob Waters is the Strixon Cleveland Tour Tech. Their old tour truck is here at Pine Tree. Mm-hmm. The problem is Rob Waters didn't build that club. That was a tailor-made club. He doesn't uh, build Hideki's clubs anyway. This is Rob's story to tell. Well, he did one time. One time. <laughs> because of the COVID shutdown, Hideki has his own personal club builder. But because of the COVID shutdown, that guy couldn't get to the States. So the only week that Rob worked on Hideki's clubs was the week that Hideki won the Masters. Really? Yes. I got to talk to Rob. I didn't know this. He tells it better than I do, and it's his story to tell. He didn't build that club. Spectacular. Derek Thomas, thanks. Thanks to Colton Dean. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you all. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you Use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49,905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Right now, American heroes are in some of the most dangerous places on earth, risking their lives to protect our freedom. But there are a forgotten group of heroes here at home. They face fear, loneliness, and despair, the ever-present threat of losing a loved one. These are the brave sons and daughters of the U.S. military, and they are heroes too. American Bible Society brings the hope and comfort of God's word to the kids that need it most. Honor a hero and donate today at AmericanBible.org slash hero.